Good morning, afternoon, or evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Little Light Devotions. It's so good to see you all tuning in. Very happy to have you here on today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by me, me, myself, and I. Feel free to follow me on Instagram. At the end of each episode, there is like, I give like a little tag of like, oh, hey, you go to this website and you can find them on socials. Go ahead and follow me. And uh, we can always keep in touch or you can at least see what I'm doing because very quickly I will be getting married. So you can be seeing all the very beautiful pictures from that day. Shout out to our photographer and everybody else is going to be taking billions of pictures at that wedding, I'm quite sure. Enough about me. How you doing? How are you hanging? How are things going? How are the kids? I hope all is well and I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to turn in to hear what I have to say. It's not really me. It's it's the it's the word of God. I'm just here talking about it. So just one last time, thank you so much for coming in and hanging around. We're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 3 today. 1 Peter chapter 3 has a lot going on in it, but we're going to focus on verses 8 to 12. Verses 8 to 12, and it starts off like this. To sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted and humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. For you were called for the very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. For the one who desires life, to love and see good days, must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So this world is very much seeking for peace. I mean, even back, even before I was born, there was that big hippie movement where folks were just searching for peace, especially with the with the war in Vietnam and with the race relations running high. Folks just wanted peace. And today you have similar situations. The Middle Eastern conflict along with, we're at it again, race relations. People just want peace peace. They just want to live harmoniously. And so many times we struggle to find how to do that. It's all a bunch of talk. And it's just like, why can't we just love each other? And you know what? I get it. I get it. I really want to have a world where folks just love each other and folks is able to get along and we don't have to deal with, you know, people, right? You know, people doing people things. Well, that's the thing. In order for you to live in a world where you don't got to deal with people things, you can't live around people. So how do we, can we find this balance of dealing with people things but living in peace. Now, it's not something you really can change from the outside in. It's not really something you you cannot put peace on the world. You cannot make the world go into peace. You feel me? It's the biggest issue that I have with Christians who try to legislate morality. And I'm not saying that no laws ever come from someone's basis of morality. But what I'm talking about is taking Christian doctrine and making it coded into American law in areas where it shouldn't be. You know, Judeo-Christianity, Judeo-Christian philosophy emphasizes the importance of life. So I have no issue with a person defaulting to their religious backing for the fact that we should outlaw murder, right? But there are times where it's like, the government tried to prohibit alcohol because alcohol bad. And yes, yes, the abuse of alcohol is definitely terrible and it's ruined so many lives. But trying to legislate it only created a worse problem. 
So you can't just legislate someone to not do something bad. You can't legislate the world to do something good either. You can't legislate the world into peace. No matter how hard they try, the UN will not achieve world peace by declaring world peace to be something that's good, you know? I don't know if you've ever seen this photo, but it's this picture of all the countries that are in the UN. And it says, like, the UN took a vote to declare food a human right. And who were the two countries that didn't vote for food to be a human right? I think it was like the U.S. and like some other small country. Maybe it was just the U.S. I could be wrong. And everybody was just sitting there ragging on the U.S. Like, of course, you know, of course the U.S. doesn't call food a human right. And you can have your own opinion about that. But the, the, the fact of the matter is the U.N. declaring something a right doesn't mean that the starving child somewhere in the middle of nowhere gets his food. It doesn't mean the UN declaring peace or striving for peace creates peace in areas of great conflict. I'm trying to be, you know, delicate about the situation uh, that, that's around the world. Clearly, there's a lot of carnage happening in the Middle East, in Africa, in South America, in the larger cities, especially in North America. In Europe, the situation is very similar. God knows what's going on in the Baltic states. There's clearly not this air of peace in the world, right? All over the world. All over the world across all times. Everybody's just out to get each other because they're always out for themselves. So how can you, as a Christian, how can you strive to have peace? You need to live by these principles. And it's just laid out right here. Verse 8. Be harmonious. Be harmonious. Work with others. Even if they're not saved. Especially if they're not saved, work with others. I mean, you see in the beginning of the chapter, God, uh, uh, obviously Peter, God through Peter, is telling wives to be kind to their husbands, even if they're unsaved, so that way, through their behavior, they can win over their husbands to be Christians. You know, being respectful, being kind, you know, as a Christian, you should not be, like, cantankerous. That's just going to push someone away. So be harmonious. Be sympathetic. Sympathy is something that's so lost in, in churches. They either want to be just so right about theology, or they just want to be so open to absolutely everybody and everything. They don't stand up for anything right, and they don't help people. You need to have sympathy. You need to be able to look at folks and be like, yeah, what's happening in your life right now is screwed up, or what you're doing right now is really not cool, and you got to fix these things, and these things got to get done. You can be right about those things while still caring about another person. Brotherly. View each other and treat each other as brothers. You know, you can goof around, you can have fun, but always have each other's backs. Kind-hearted, that just, that makes sense. And humble in spirit. You know, it's easy to say, like, you know, Kendrick Lamar, sit down, be humble. Like, we get it. But no one ever does it, right? Everybody's so focused and out for themselves, and they really just do not care about being humble. They want to pretend that they're humble or whatever, and it's just, it's this weird world we live in right now, especially with social media kind of fueling this fire. So when it comes to being humble, it has to be a conscious choice. And you have to be willing to let things go that maybe you should have gotten the credit for. You have to be willing to not get the pat on the back for something you should have gotten the pat on the back for. Humility is not just about bragging on yourself, but it's also not making sure that you get paid back for everything that you deserve. Because life is about sacrifice. The Christian life is about sacrifice, giving to others, and not expecting anything in return. And if you're always expecting something in return, I would say that's not exactly a humble spirit. 
And humility doesn't just end with your actions. It ends with your attitude of yourself towards others. There's so many ways in which humility seeps into your life. And I feel like that needs to be something we Christians focus need to focus on a lot. Here's ways that we can be humble. Verse 9, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead. That's a very good way to be humble. Instead of someone, you, you ragging on somebody because they've been ragging on you, instead of doing all that back and forth nonsense, even if you have to have a contentious argument, still be a blessing instead of being a jerk. Even if you have to have a disagreement with somebody, still try to go out of your way to be kind rather than just be crude the entire time. And here's why. Here's why. Verse 10. And verse 10 is actually referring to uh, Psalm 34. So you can look at these uh, these similar verses in Psalm 34, starting in verse 12. But 1 Peter uh, 3.10 says, For the one who desires life to love and see good days must keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So those who desire life, to love and see good days. If you love your life and you see good days, it's, it's not something that happens all the time, but if it's something that's characterized about you, that you love life and that you see good days, here's how to do that. Don't talk crap about people. Don't lie. Do good things. Seek peace. Those are like the top four things that you can do in order to love your life. To have peace in your life, here are the top four things you got to do. Now, to get down to the nitty-gritty of what's a bad thing, what's a good thing, that's where you must read the Bible and find out what these good and bad things are. You have to ascribe God's law to your heart. You have to put, God, put God's law on your heart and act it out. And with your kindness, with your compassion, with your love, with your generosity, with your humility, everything else, you will win folks over to Christ. It is not very often that folks are argued into Christianity. So much more often they are kept into Christianity and brought into Christianity and kept into Christianity by the good behavior of Christians. Here's the, here's the, here's the thing. On the flip side of that, your poor behavior makes people reject Christianity. I haven't talked about this, I don't think, yet on the podcast, but there is this podcast out there called Preacher Boys. Now, Preacher Boys, I, I used to be a big fan. Preacher Boys, it was this guy, it was this missionary who focused a lot on sexual abuse and spiritual abuse in independent Baptist churches, right? He would get these people to tell their stories and report on them and everything else, and it was a really, really good thing he was doing. Well, he came out last fall and said he no longer identifies as a Christian. And I was truly sitting there wondering, like, wow, did, like, the evidence not line up? Is he, was he convinced to something like agnosticism? Well, what else? He just was turned away because of the poor testimonies he was hearing. Now, as someone who is, like, a devoted theologian, as someone who is spending their entire life chasing after understanding the Bible and serving God, I found it to be one of the, I, I think it's one of the dumbest arguments ever when someone says, I'm no longer a Christian because Christians were mean to me. It, it doesn't legitimize an argument by any means. And it doesn't, because if you were to say, oh, well, I, I'm not an atheist because atheists are just, you know, they have their heads too far up their butts and they're too, they're too stuck up. 
They're going to be like, well, what about the evidence? What about the stuff? And that's what I have to say about, like, you see evidence of the Bible if people are doing bad things. Like, no person is going to be perfect. No person is going to live their life completely flawless. And people are going to really stab you in the back and people are really going to hurt you. And that's something God says from the get-go. He says, it's not my fault. The, you guys have created the world this way, so expect things to be like this. But I have a way out. I've made you an escape. And so when folks like to point and say that, oh, Christian's doing bad things, well, that must mean God's not really real. I genuinely think it's a dumb argument. But it's an argument that enough people have bought into to where it makes it dangerous. And so if you are going to live your life believing the miracles of Christ and loving God and all this stuff, and you want to say all that, but then you treat people like trash, you gossip about people, you lie about people, you do crappy things to people, you don't seek peace about it, you do all this stuff, don't be surprised when the folks in your life either stop believing or start calling you out on it or something. Because folks look to other people to give them guidance. And even if you're not simple, if you're not like one-on-one -on -one counseling somebody and one-on-one -on -one sitting down and training someone, they're still learning from you. You feel me? The non-Christians in your life learn from how you behave. And if you act in a way that goes against God, you're going to have a lot of problems. Even in just the area of dealing with your significant other, right? Look at verse 7. It says, You husbands, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with someone weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. God is saying, Hey men, you often are physically stronger than women, so you need to treat her with respect, treat her with honor, and treat her as a fellow sister who is going to be co-heirs with you and Jesus Christ. You have to do all this stuff so that way your prayers don't aren't hindered. Not so that way your prayers are answered, but just so that way, like, your prayers don't even go to God if you live in a certain way that is, like, cantankerous to your significant other. You feel me? So if God has this such a, a, a strict view on how nice you are supposed to treat your significant other, it is clear he is being serious when he's talking about for the rest of humanity, you have to be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly. You don't just get to pick the grace of God for yourself and not give it to others. I'm not teaching a works-based salvation. You are saved no matter what you do if you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins, he rose again and now sits at the right hand of God. If you believe that and apply that to your soul, that is salvation. But your salvation should change something about you. And if you walk around with this idea that you can treat folks however you want and your salvation doesn't change that, you might want to get a check-in with God to see how well you believe that, how well you apply that. Because even the demons believe and tremble. You feel me? Because look at verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears attend to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. There is not a neutral ground with God. Either you are in his favor or his face is against you. Don't let yourself fall into that latter category. If you want to love and see good days, pursue peace, turn away from evil and do good. 
Stop talking crap about people and stop lying. It's it's hard. I get it. It's hard. But that's the reason why the Bible tells us to do it. The Bible wouldn't tell you to do something if you did it naturally. Nowhere in the Bible does it say you have to breathe, right? But it does tell you, hey, you should live harmoniously. You should be sympathetic. You should be brotherly. You should be kind-hearted. Why? Because they're not things we do naturally. But if we want to love our life and see good days, if we want to live harmoniously with the Lord and have our prayers be heard by Him and not have the Lord turn His face against us, do these things. Live peacefully with people. Make the world a better place. Win over the lost with your good behavior. It's not just for you. It's glory to God. It's helping others. The Bible is not just a self-help book. It helps others too. Take it, apply it, live it. Thank you so much for tuning in to Little Light Devotions. If you'd like to find all my social media locations, podcast locations, voice acting work, and much more, please head over to linkapp.com slash AC underscore LL. That's L-I-N-Q-A-P-P dot com slash A-C underscore L-L. Thank you. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you next time.